Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. The season is over. It's not what we expected, so it leaves us disappointed. But glad it's over. We will talk about the finale against Houston, take a look back at the season as a whole, make our picks for the Super Wildcard Weekend, and something new in a packed episode. So here we go. Welcome to episode 32. How fitting that our last episode of the regular season is the same number of teams in the league. And in honor of that last regular season episode and the transition to the playoffs, we've got some surprises in store and a brand new segment. So buckle up. The Colts and Houston almost tried to repeat the ending in a tie again. Can you imagine two teams each having two ties both against each other in a single season? That'd be insane. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I don't think it has. Instead, Houston decided to risk it for the brisket. Brisket. And it paid off with a 32-31 win over the Colts. Which, I mean, with the way our season was going, I was... I told my dad I was more fine with that than us winning. Houston now no longer has the number one pick, and the Colts moved up. More on that in a bit. But the final team from Houston update from the regular season, Lovey Smith already fired, which means the Texans will be only the third team since the merger in 1970 to have four new head coaches in four straight seasons. Wow. No commitment whatsoever. Nope. That's tough to win when you get stuff like that. Uh, Some stuff from the game. Ellinger, 23 for 35. Two TDs, but two interceptions. A 77.6 rating. Yep. Zach Moss had a career day. 18 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. That's 6.3 yards per carry. And he nominated for the Ground Game Player of the Week. Uh, Well-deserved on that one. Mm -hmm. Deion Jackson also had 110 yards from scrimmage, 75 receiving receiving and 35 rushing on 14 touches. So, overall, really good day for the backs. Yeah. Uh, Julian Blackman had a fumble recovery, which he almost took the hat to the house. Yeah. Oh, he was so close. Rodney and Rodney. Each of them had a pick back there at the safety position. Dallas Flyers had a total of 88 return yards. He is the number one in the league in yards per return on the season. Mm -hmm. Even though he's only been doing it, what, four and a half weeks? Yeah. Uh, Chase McLaughlin hit a 54-yard field goal. Just doing some normal stuff. Mm -hmm. Our defense, our run defense held strong. And only held Houston to 59 yards rushing. That's really good. Davis Mills, on the other hand, 22 for 38, 29 or 298 yards, 
three TDs, and two interceptions. Six total turnovers in the games between mm-hmm. the two teams. Yeah. Two interceptions each and one fumble each. That Yes, six total turnovers. But there were six fumbles that could have been recovered by their own team. Yeah, just a sloppy game all around. Mm-hmm. Both teams. For sure, yes. Uh, high scoring, but uh, not well-deserved, we'll mm-hmm. say. Well, uh, let's wrap this one up real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Nope. Uh, Mayflower move for you? Uh, I haven't really gone anything funny this year. Okay. So I'm going to go our pick six that we had, but more specifically... The end of it, whenever Davis Mills attempted to tackle Rodney McLeod, and it was just a full-on fail of a tackle. All right, all right. I have the same Mayflower move, McLeod for the pick six, Mm -hmm. just the play in general, so you went funny on it. Uh, Yeah. All right, Will, your star of the game then? Uh, I'm going to go Davis Mills. He had some pretty good yardage, uh, some okay touchdowns, not the greatest of interceptions, but... Also, he tried to make a tackle. He tried to become a defensive player. <laughs> Didn't work out for him. Oh, I got Zach. I, I was going to go Zach Moss, but he's up for the ground game. I am going to go Rodney Thomas for the dedication of his interception to his high school teammate, Damar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. After his interception, for he sure. gathered yeah. the whole defense around the number three that was painted in Buffalo Bills red on the field. Uh, to give a shout out with the heart uh, that Damar made that morning, uh, so uh, I'm gonna go with the heartfelt star of the game on that one. Yeah. Colts draft pick update. They are now up to number four thanks to the Broncos winning and Houston losing. That didn't gain them mm-hmm. anything, but that means number one is the Bears, number two is Houston, number three is the Cardinals, and number four is the Colts. Yep. Since Houston no longer holds the number one pick, that increases the chance at trading up mm-hmm. to the number yep. one pick. Goodness knows that a division rival is not going to let you take their number one pick. Yeah. But the Bears do not need a quarterback. Yep, and that's what this draft class is stacked with. And, uh, and so they can probably get the guy that they want somewhere else. The only question is, what are they going to ask for? What would anyone, specifically the Colts, have to give up mm-hmm. to get there? Yep. Well, the season is over, and the off season will be crazy, but we will take a look down memory lane to see some of the crazy moments of the season. All right, so we wanted to take a look back what we're calling season in rear view. Yeah. Take a look back at some of the stuff from the past. We're going to focus on the Colts season, but a few things as we look back on week one of the NFL season that we bring up now and might shock you. First, the Bears beat the Niners. Yep. The top pick in the draft beat the Niners. Mm-hmm. We're going now to as the number two seed overall in the NFC. With an undefeated Brock Purdy. Yes. Like, anything that happened in week one of that game, we never would have expected anything is happening now. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Next, the Steelers beat the Bengals. Not only beat them, 
but their defense crushed the Bengals. Yeah, I remember watching that game in fantasy, and we were like, oh, the Steelers' defense is like better than a quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lions keeping it that close against the Eagles. If you remember, they gave them a real run for their money, which we wouldn't have seen over the next seven games, but then they kind of brought it on strong at the end. But still, I don't think anybody even now would have looked back and said, oh, yeah, the Lions are going to keep it real close yeah, against the Eagles. Definitely not. And then also the Bucks beat the Cowboys, but the way the Bucks performed this season, barely clinching the NFC South. Yep. There's... I don't think anyone would have thought that the Bucks could beat the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, looking back on it, it's weird now. And they get to rematch mm-hmm. this week in the playoffs. More on that in a little bit. But a little bit of Colts remember when. Yeah. You remember when the Colts were 3-2-1 and one off of the win against the Jags at home? Mm-hmm. That beautiful pass from Matt Ryan to Alec Pierce. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Do you remember when the Colts were three, three, and one off a of Titans loss? Yeah, I mean they were at five hundred. Yeah, which doesn't seem too bad. Doesn't seem too bad, but they went ahead and fired their offensive coordinator at that point. Mm-hmm. And then they were three, four, and one, and one scary Terry play away from winning against the Commanders. Yeah, and then it all started to go really bad because yeah. then they were. Three five and one, and embarrassed in Foxborough. Frank fired, got fired. Fired Frank Reich. Then they were four five and one over Raiders under Saturday. Yeah, which that, seemed promising. Yeah, let's bring it on back. Yeah. And then there were seven straight losses, including almost beating the Eagles. Almost prime time disappointments to Steelers and the Chargers. Oh yeah. And fourth quarter meltdowns to the Cowboys and the Vikings. Wow, we uh, we literally threw that one in the toilet. Yes, the exact. Just threw it in the toilet, flushed it down, and that's it. A little push. That was mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Yep. All right. Well, let's give out some awards. In okay. in uh, honor of the toilet season, let's give out some awards. Celebrate some things here. Who's your Colts MVP? Most valuable player for the Colts organization this year. Go for it. Is there a limit? Yeah, I, you gotta. You choose one. I'll choose one. I've got some <gasps> options. You choose one. Choose I'll go from there. One. Well, there. Chase McLaughlin has been a reliable kicker. Yeah. Uh, Pittman has been a reliable receiver, getting those tough hard yards. Yep. Uh, Zaire being as close to the top in tackles as he was. And setting um, a franchise record in a single season. And setting a franchise record. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really my three options okay, that I have we'll to balance with. So I'm going to go Michael Pittman because I've been happy with the way he's performed. I don't think he's – he might have underperformed a tad being the number one receiver. But I think that with the success the Colts have had, his what he has done is acceptable for that. All right. You mentioned Zaire, so I'm going to go with somebody you didn't even mention. I'm going to go Grover Stewart. Okay. Mr. Reliable in the middle, locking it down. I think that uh, he is an underrated MVP, so that's what I, I want to give him some love there. Yeah. Um, the Colts defensive player of the game, or okay. of the year, I'm sorry. Um. 
Honestly, I hinted on it a little bit. I'm going to go Zaire because okay. of the franchise record yep. and how close he was to the tackles in the season. Sweet. Um, I got a couple options here, both on the outside. I got to right. pick between Unique and Quiddy. Okay. I'm going to – I wish I could give it to Quiddy because we've come up with this phrase in our house, don't Quiddy on me mm-hmm. from the very first – game against Houston when he just like just laid out to try to win it for himself and for his team but I'm going to give it to Unique because of his accomplishments this year kind of a culmination of his career thus far Um, and so I got to give it to him because I'm not so sure he'll be back but we'll see what the Colts can work out in free agency Rookie of the Year Um, I did one offense, one defense. Let's run him special team. Okay. Dallas Flowers. All right. He's had an amazing year. Uh, number one this season for average yards. I don't think you have to say much more for a kick returner. Yeah. I mean, he's come on strong right there at the end. And, uh, you know, when a lot of rookies are hitting that wall, he was hitting the stride. So mm-hmm. uh, good for him. I have Rodney Thomas, four interceptions, leading the team on the year with that number as a seventh rounder i mean you had you got an undrafted guy mm-hmm. uh, i got a seventh rounder so uh apparently the further back we are in the draft on the, our rookies the better off we do not sure what that says for us in this upcoming draft when we get the fourth pick but yeah. special teams player of the year i mean, picked one but I hinted another one earlier. I'm going to go with him, Chase McLaughlin. He's been hitting those long field goals, yep. being consistent with them. Mm-hmm. He missed one last week, but, I mean, everyone misses. Even the great Adam Vinatieri misses. Yep. Chase McLaughlin. Good choice, good choice. So, so we've done Dallas. We've done Chase. I'm going to go JoJo Doman. Okay. He's had some really good tackles, some really good coverages. Plus, he had the TD... On the block, uh, was it three weeks ago mm-hmm. that uh, they, they had all those phases cooking really good? So I'm going to go with JoJo Doman. Your Mayflower move of the season. This could be a play mm-hmm. on the field or it could be an off-season move if you feel like it was the hiring just Saturday or okay. firing or yeah. some sort of uh a person they brought in if you thought you know bringing in Zach Moss for Nahini Hines was a good so off yeah. the field or on the field your Mayflower move of the entire season okay well you kind of talked to me about this like kind of yep. preparing me for yep. the question uh-huh. uh, honestly I didn't have to think about it much I knew what I wanted right then and All there right. um, I'm going to go way back to the beginning okay. before the season started oh off season, whenever we started the podcast, started talking about the team, what yep. we thought the records would be, and all yep. that. Back when we were out in the pool house, my my Mayflower move is going out there and getting Matt Ryan for a third round pick. All right, I think that getting Matt Ryan at the time was like, oh yes, what a good choice. Yep. But now you think about it, what he what did he do for us? He gave us this season whenever we had a good playoff team, considering last season. 
So my Mayflower move is that because that set us up for this season. Gotcha. So you have a Mayflower negative move. I guess like so. Mayflower move out move. Yeah, I don't like having a negative, but whenever you have a negative season, yeah. you kind of have to have that. Makes sense. I'm going to go positive because of trajectory here. I want to say the Jelani Woods go-ahead touchdown against the Chiefs is my Mayflower move of the season. That was our marquee win of the season. You know, if we had beaten the Eagles, it would have been over there that Mm -hmm. late in the season. But Jelani's first touchdown was the go-ahead touchdown against the Chiefs. I love it. I think it's great. For sure. Uh, And great for him uh, and his trajectory moving forward. I think he's going to be a key for this organization for several years to come. Mm -hmm. So. The playoffs are all set, so it's time to make our picks for the Super Wildcard Weekend. And we will both pick a team we will be rooting for since the Colts are out. And we're back. Time for the pick six, not a regular season one. Playoffs. First playoff pick six. Gotta take a look at last week first. Yeah. We both picked the Steelers over the Browns and got that one. Both picked Cowboys over the Commanders and we no, that went didn't yeah. go too well. Uh I had the Packers. You had the Lions. Yup, and I got that one. Yep. I had the Eagles over the Giants, and you had the Giants over the Eagles. And you got that one too. Yep. I had the Patriots, you had the Bills, and you got that one too. Mm-hmm. We both had the Dolphins over the Jets. Got that one. And we both had the Seahawks over the Rams, and that happened. Yep. And finally, we both had Jaguars over Titans, and we both got that one. Yeah. So that means that you only lost one this week? Uh Uh-huh. I only lost one. Meanwhile, you lost four. Yes. So that leaves me 63 31 and 1. And I'm only trailing by 2 now because of this huge week. 61, 33 and 1. So, you're two games back, headed into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's playoff time. The Colts yep. are not there, so we need to pick the playoff team that we are going for. Right. Yeah. Let's set some ground rules. It cannot be for somebody from the AFC. The Colts are already in the AFC. That's our AFC, so we're okay. going to pick somebody from the NFC. So, Teams represented that we have some gear here for. We're going to do this like uh, like a high school person, uh, okay. a high school player chooses their college that they're going to play for, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So we have the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. t-shirt here uh, from the uh, the year of the catch. Okay. Uh, we have the, which incidentally was the 30th anniversary the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Cowboys, nice little funky visor with the uh, Guy Fieri hat mm-hmm. and hair there. Uh, and then we don't have any Philadelphia Eagles gear, but your high school is Eagles, Eagles so yeah. we have that represented. So okay. we have Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners are the options. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I know there's not a whole lot of suspense with mine. I think everybody knows what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Niners. So uh, I'm going to be going for the Niners right there. Uh, pick up the t-shirt put it back for all of your options there okay. uh, so once again you got the Eagles Cowboys Niners what is your pick of your team that you're going for 
playoffs. Uh, well, I'm not going to go for the Cowboys. They choke in the playoffs way too much. No way I'm going for them. That's the, you know, that's the team around here. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't care. All right. Uh, Eagles, a division rival of the Cowboys, have the best record. Yeah. Number um, one seed. Number one seed in the NFC. I think they're better than Chiefs, but that's my opinion. But I said the Niners are going undefeated this season. I'm sticking to that. I'm choosing Niners. All right, there we go. So we're both going with the Niners, which means nobody likes us around here because if there's anything the Cowboys dislike more than the Eagles and the Giants, it's a Niners fan. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to be walking around very carefully around here. Yes, for sure. Central Texas. So, what is super weird about this super wild card weekend is that there are three divisional rematches. So, the third time these teams will have played this this year. And the other three matchups are also rematches from earlier in the season. Yep. So, there's no original games this season, this super wild card weekend. Now, so that's what we got going on. Yep. So we brought in special guest, Isaiah. Say hey. What's up, guys? So uh, he's going to give his picks as well, but to try to make this fair, uh, as close as we are, Isaiah is going to give us the game, and then we'll do a 3-2-1 countdown and deliver our picks at the same time for ultimate fairness. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. First game, Isaiah, what is it? Seahawks or Niners? Okay. Three, two, one. Niners. Niners. Okay. 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 So, uh, defense wins championships. Yep. Uh, as established, this is my team. This is your team because you have a brisket for it. The brisket. Biscuit. On the line. So, uh, that's where it's at. Both Niners. I mean, they're just... Looking, the offense is too powerful and they're looking very party with party. That's right. Uh, Isaiah, who you got? Uh, Niners. Yeah. I think it's just kind of where it's at. I mean, uh, it's not in Seattle, so that's uh, that's the benefit there. Yep. All right. Is All right. Okay. Chargers or Jags? Three, two, one. Chargers. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So it's, we got it slightly different here. I got yep. the uh, I got the Chargers. Uh, I made this call from the very beginning of the season, I believe. I called Chargers Niners in the Super Bowl. Yep. So I'm going to stick with that. I think the Chargers are a better team. They're clicking. Even though the Jaguars are coming off the win, they're coming off a win against the Titans who were just tanking mm-hmm. the bad. So, uh, I mean, I got to go with Jaguars just because I feel like Doug Peterson can lead them further than the Chargers. I got you. I see it. What, what's your take? Uh, Jags. I just feel like they're coming in hot from, what, the past couple of weeks yeah. now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the they could probably at least pull this wild card. That's it, though. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Next game. Uh, Dolphins or Bills? Three, two, one. Bills. Bills. There it is. I mean, I mean, they should have been the number one seed, let's be honest. Yeah. But uh, uh, they got the defense. They got the <laughs> offense. Yeah. Any, anything else for you to add? Uh, Josh Allen is too good. Two is not good enough. All right. And we don't even know if two is really going to play. That's it true. may be Teddy Bridgewater still. Two is still up in the air with the concussion. Yeah. Isaiah, what's your take on that game? Oh, definitely Bills. 
Hundred percent. Um, they're doing this for Demar, and I feel like they're going to go pretty far in the playoffs. There you go. There you go. Giants or Vikings? Three, two, one. Giants. Vikings. Okay. All right. Separate again. Okay. Uh, go for it. Um, I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are two powerful running um, players. I feel like you put that together with the fact that they can also throw the ball. I mean, and they played really well against Colts and the good Colts D. Uh, I don't think that the Vikings have a strong enough D to handle the Giants. I agree that the Vikings D is not great, but the Giants run defense is terrible. And so I think that all the Vikings are going to have to do is hand it off to... um, Dalvin Cook. Hand it off to Dalvin early get that play-action game, and then they've got too many weapons at this stage in the playoffs. It is defense that wins championships, but it's not necessarily defense that gets you past the wild card round. True. What's your take? Well, so you know I got to pick a uh, um, a underdog, so I'm going to go with the Giants. Ravens or Bengals? Three, two, one. Bengals. They're coming in hot, and, yep. uh, and this is a rematch of the very – Previous week, where the Ravens really didn't stand a chance. Uh, I don't know that the Ravens can get this done at all. Joe Burrow is too hot, and the defense is going to swallow up the Ravens' offense. Yeah, he he is a killer, that's for sure. I mean, I think the question is, like, where's Lamar? Is Lamar going to be here? Yeah. I mean, so I got to go with the Bengals, too. Yeah. If Lamar's not here, they, they, they have no chance, honestly. Yeah. All right. Last game. Cowboys or Bucks? Three, two, one. Bucks. Oh, both going with the home team. Also, underdog. If you look at the record. Yup. What's your reasoning? Um, I think that Tom Brady is not going to choke this early in the playoffs. He's still Tom Brady. I think they're going to pull some stuff together here. Get it done against the Cowboys, who are famous for choking. Uh, and I mean, it's all about the choke factor, in my opinion. I, I, I'll take a look at what happened to the Cowboys against the Commanders when they actually, the Cowboys theoretically still had something to play for, depending on what happened in the Eagles game. And it just did not go in well. So uh, the Cowboys are limping into the playoffs, and that is no way you want to enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you what you got? I'm going for the Bucks because... That game for Washington, like that against Washington, that was horrible. I mean, if you're going in like that, that's bad. And what are the Cowboys known for in the playoffs? Choking. So, yep, that is true. Well, this is where the show normally ends, but we've got some bonus content and a new segment to introduce you won't want to miss. New content. So since we will be sticking with the ongoing football in the playoffs and our playoff team, the 49ers, we still need a place to talk about all of the offseason moves and decisions of our beloved Colts. So we introduce you to the Colts Corner. Dun, dun, dun. Isn't that like a frightening sound? I felt like it needed some sound. All right. It may be frightening. There's a lot of things that might happen. So we got free agency coming up. Colts players, it might be staying, might be leaving. Other players might be coming in. That 
isn't happening right away. Is there a question at GM? I I think we're sticking with Chris Ballard. I think so. We saw his press conference end of the season. Yeah. He came in, took responsibility. Uh, well done on his behalf, taking responsibility for the disaster that happened this year, and then kind of explaining what was ahead. He's kind of kind of lead. The head coaching search, which is the first thing to talk about in the offseason. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some candidates. Okay. What are some candidates that are out there? What do you think? Well, first off, Sean Payton. He's the big one. I've... He's still under contract from the Saints, so you got to ask the Saints permission in order to interview him. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably still going to have to give them something in order for him to come over. Yeah. He's a big one. Offensive-minded coach, I think it could work out well. Okay. But I don't know if we're high on his radar. Uh, We got D'Amico Ryans, the Niners defensive coordinator. Yeah. He might be able to talk, but he's probably still going to be focused on the playoffs as long as the Niners are still in, which we're hoping is a bit. Yes. And uh, there's Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. Yep. I feel like, I mean... Once again, another team in the playoffs. But I'd like him as an option for us. We need an offensive-minded coach. Our defense is pretty good. We need a good offense, though. Yep. This is going to be high on everybody's list. Jim Harbaugh. Has some history with the Colts. Yep, absolutely. Really good record as a NFL head coach. Yeah. Familiar with all kinds of different systems and kind of the modern system of Mobile, quarterback, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will see how that works out. Next, we got Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Another offensive coordinator. Really good. Um, Very really successful good, year. Really good offense. Like the Chiefs, both have had good offenses. So I feel like this would be kind of the same thing as Chiefs, bringing in a good offense since we already have a good defense. Uh, also from the Cowboys, the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, is kind of high on everybody's list. Here's a little a little maybe possibility here with Dan Quinn. I don't know how high of a possibility this is. He's the former Falcons head coach and went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. So I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out there that maybe if we get him, we decide to keep Matt Ryan and he can utilize him how he's used to. I don't know. I don't know how wise that decision is either way. But there are current happenings, okay? These are all kind of hypothetical. Here are the current happenings and the people that are uh, have we have requested to interview, have interviewed, or uh, lined up an interview for, okay? okay? First is Shane Steichen from the Eagles offensive coordinator under former uh, Colts offensive coordinator uh, Nick Sirianni, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Before Shane was with the Eagles, he was with Herbert uh, with the Chargers. Interview him on Saturday. Then we have Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator. No interview scheduled yet. Someone we might be looking out for. Yep. But... We've got it. We've got him uh, at least requested to interview. Raheem Morris, 
the Rams defensive coordinator, probably the most experienced candidate. Uh, before he's been a head coach in the past with the Bucks, uh, he's 500 as his record, 17 and 17. Um, he's got a good coaching tree, um, both both before him and after him. Uh, interview him on Friday is the interview scheduled for that. Next, Ben Johnson, another Lions coach, Lions offensive coach, though. He is the least experienced, being only 36 years old. Not necessarily a bad thing. No. And his interview is also scheduled for Friday. Okay. Um, And then we have Ijiro Ivero. He is the Broncos defensive coordinator uh, and was with the Rams last year during their Super Bowl year. Um, He just did an interview uh, today. We're recording this on Thursday. So he just did his interview today. Uh, And the last one that's also been interviewed, Bubba Ventrone. Interesting on that one. Colts special team. Mm -hmm. We've already interviewed him. Yep. Kind of this weird thing. He was... Niners special teams coach could be stepping up to, into a bigger role um, for the Colts. He was in Shanahan's offense. He knows that. Yeah. We've been talking about Shanahan's offense around here. We want a little bit more of that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Which one of our phases was the most consistent throughout the season? Special teams, for sure. So, when it comes down to it, if you're going to hire from within, wouldn't it make sense to go where you found the most success? Mm-hmm. So, maybe a little bit of a wild card move. I've heard some different things out there. This might just be a, hey, we're just going to give you a shot kind of thing and see what happens. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Next week, we will focus on the Niners matchup against the Seahawks, look at the super wild card results, make our picks for the divisional round of the playoffs, and take a look at the biggest offseason needs for the Colts in the new Colts corner. Kind of catching. Seems like it's like this new booth with a bunch of Colts stuff around us. Yeah. Boom, my phone. Neon blue lights everywhere. That'd be awesome. That would be fun. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.